I'm Jim Antonopoulos. I'm Damien Carolla. This is Fearless Conversations. Yeah. Um, how's the day going? Uh, yeah, really, really good sort of um, uh, fairly intense pace of, of coaching and working, getting sort of content out. And then we've, we've I think we've got that against the backdrop of all the other sort of crazy stuff that's happening around us, isn't it? It's just such a, yeah, yeah it such is. such different times. Yeah, it is. It is. It's um, it's just really full on. I think uh, what, what's the context um, that we're talking about where Melbourne is in lockdown version two. So, you know, it's a lot to come to terms with. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I just saw a recent like massive spiking cases again and, um, yeah, sort of can't really even get your head around it. It's just such a dynamic such a dynamic moment at, the, at this point in time, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, the overnight cases were 266 or something like that. Yes. Uh, 299. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, to give you an idea, the other states in Australia are 14, 3, 1 and 1 and a couple of zeros. Victoria has 299. It's pretty full on. It's pretty intense, Jim. And how are you? Um, I noticed how are you sort of keeping yourself focused this week? Um, yeah, it was interesting. You know, I got back into the swing of um, getting into the gym nice and early in the mornings, and I went to training on Tuesday morning, and it was pretty. Um, yeah, it was pretty depressing actually because everyone knew that in 24 hours we we're going back to lockdown. So um, yeah, I think these these few days are my recalibration days. So I'm just recalibrating my training rhythm, my working rhythm, and um, it's not easy, but it's okay. It's we'll get there. It's um, we'll get there, especially with the kids having an extra week of. Um, school holidays you know that throws a nice little curveball into the mix as well yeah so how do you how are you what do you, i mean how do you recalibrate like what's your what's your kind of go-to um, um when you find you know you've got, you've got a new announcement we've got a new world adapt new yeah. announcement new world adapt it's yeah. like what's your i mean what's your process do you give yourself time or how do you sort of come to terms with that um that's a really good question um oh look you know i make I think going for a walk in the morning, you know, I think we made time this week. We caught up, went for a walk with our dogs at the beach and, you know, times like that are really valuable. Like it's really, it's mindful time to just stop and take stock. Um, I'm going to have a quiet dinner with my children and wife tonight. Um, it's the end of the week. Um, I'm, I really, like I'm just processing really. I think I'm taking a breath. I'm not in a hurry to make any rash changes immediately. Uh, I might go for a run before dinner tonight, but I guess that's my process to just begin recalibrating. I'm not jumping or knee jerking. I'm allowing myself to, you know, just take a breath, you know, and uh, I'll tackle the first thing uh, first and then the second thing after that. But the very first thing, I guess, is just allowing myself to just take a breath for a moment, um, take pause and take stock. What about you? This sort of, notion of creating space just to allow ourselves to take stock is such a I think it's such an, an important thing um, I, I find myself uh, if I can create some space between news uh, a major event uh, the world going a little bit sideways if I create that space Jim then I can start to get my head around uh, 
what the next step could look like. I don't have to jump on the next step right away, but I just need to create some space. It's a, it's sort of a, it's this constant theme that you and I often talk about is is how we're shifting out of those fear and scarcity mindsets that we, we're finding a lot of the world is in at the moment. It's I think it's such it's such an opportune moment for us to do some training. Um, yeah. it's, I'm not saying it's easy training. I'm not saying adaptation is easy. Probably never really will be, but. Um, the philosophy I, I try and bring in is that I'm probably going to use this system as a training ground to learn um, how to adapt. Uh, yeah, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by training ground? Well, I just use this as another skill and a tool that I can cultivate. Yeah? So if the world outside of me is going, doing whatever it needs to do, then the only thing I've got focus on is, is how I'm going to use this to grow and to evolve. Yeah? So for me, it's more training. For me, it's more... Uh, conditioning it's more muscle building and, and within that I mate, don't get me wrong I, like I you know that's it's incredibly scary I, I'm you know I was walking my wife down the local streets the other day and, I, and we're just feeling so much compassion for all the traders that are struggling so yeah. there's all of that noise there's all of that um, angst and uncertainty but ultimately I'm Jim, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to do some housekeeping again. I'm going yeah. to use this as an opportunity yeah. to check in. I'm just going to use this as an opportunity to, to go inside and find out, well, how am I going to use the next six weeks? You yeah. know, um, how fortunate am I that I'm not in a uh, in a, one of the industries that's incredibly affected? So yeah. I, I practice a bit of real gratitude, like real gratitude, real compassion, real housekeeping. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I... What are the opportunities for me to actually um, do right now? Because uh, man, we're, we're in a we're, we're back to an isolation uh, sort of yeah. scenario. Yeah, here that's that's really well put. Actually, just to think of it as a as training and and also to just yeah look after yourself and um, I think that's really well put. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, and and you and I, in some way, um, we're probably encouraging people to to use this as an opportunity to. You know, to, to do the work, to to, um, to practice practice intelligent, you know, design and strategy, to practice purpose, to, to mm. journal, to meditate, to, to run, to do the things that you can do. Yeah. Because what other choice do you have? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, there's nothing like a decent six-week challenge to thinking, uh, <laughs> <everyone laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, you and I laugh, but and, and I and I get that we we're, we're making light of it, and and we yeah. probably need to find something within that. But I think we're also pretty sensitive as well to what people are experiencing around us. I mean, we're laughing. It's almost like a nervous laughter, isn't it? It's, yeah, it is. That's right. It is a little bit nervous laughter because, you know, you. And I think that's part of part of it. You know, you've got to be aware that there's a lot of unknown, and you have to. The, I guess that's where the training comes in is to prepare you for the unknown. You know, it's um, and that's that's life, isn't it? That life is full of unknowns. Life is full of unknowns, and this is the this is the scary stuff where we get to build those new muscles that are yeah. really uncomfortable. You know, what I love, we you and I had an amazing. Uh, workshop and amazing piece of dialogue in our last uh, March 1st yeah. webinar where we, yeah. we, we just we, we really uncovered that dive from that fear and scarcity and uncertainty into strategy and momentum. And yeah. uh, I think it was just a, it's almost like a life, it's like a life tool that we want to be building is how do we keep shifting out of those states? Yeah, agreed. And so many parts of our lives, as you put it, um, 
blur, and they sh- they kind of should. You know, they they blur our identities, their work identity, our uh, personal identity, the 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 part of ourselves that runs and trains and goes to the gym, the other part that is more mindful and uh, and does other things. But and in this scenario that we're all in at the moment, uh, all of those lines are blur- infinitely blurred. They're continually blurred. Um, so what I saw in our last session with mem- March first members was um, that the acceptance that it's okay for all those lines to be blurred, but the work is very personal to improve any of those aspects, be it our careers, um, our potential for being great leaders, um, our lives at home, um, our friendships, all of that is intertwined and it's very personal work, isn't it? It's incredibly personal, Jim, and um, there's a shift that we make and and I don't always get this right, um, but there was a shift that happened this week and and I noticed it happened within you as well and that shift is, we get some news, okay, the rug gets pulled from under us. We're probably, we're feeling upside down. Uh, the news can be quite dramatic and we might spend a moment where we, it's it's a good thing to personalise it because we're feeling, we're experiencing, we're bringing the richness of that vulnerability into our world. We're not trying to deny it. We're not trying to shut it down. We're living within the truth of what is right now. Mm. Yeah, And that's actually painful for, for whatever moment it needs to be. But I love the fact that we're personalising it and then we start to come through. We start to come through into, okay, so now what does that mean and what, what are my next moves? What are my next steps? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, yeah, but being able to tackle, I think in that last session that we had with our members, our March 1st members, being able to tackle that first critical, not necessarily the first but the most influential and most critical thing first um, is, is, crit- is, is paramount to momentum. And I think we talked about, um, the idea of the the proximate objective, uh, which is a simple strategic tool used in different uh, sort of different domains, but um, the idea of choosing that first thing that will just tip all the others will create that momentum. That's that's the work that we should be focused on, rather than looking too far forward and getting so overwhelmed with immense amount of change that needs to happen. We simply should just be looking for that initial proximate objective that we can just tip over. What I, and, you know, that's such an awesome thing, Jim. What I love about I've witnessed you do this and I've witnessed you do this within the middle of um, incredibly difficult moments. <laughs> so what I've, what I've loved is that you've, regardless of how you're feeling or whatever you're experiencing, the amount of, uh, you know, the amount of turmoil, the amount of disturbance in you, you still move. Mm. You know, I've, seen you move, I've seen you make that shift and that's fantastic. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to tell, tell us about that? Like tell us about uh, how that sort of plays out. Yeah, I think the idea of um, – was another thing. I think it was uh, Louise or someone in the call last week, Louise or um, Florio, one of the two said, you know, I always want to keep my eyes on the horizon and um, – and I agree with that. That's how I feel. I'm always, my eyes are always on the horizon, but, um, and I'm just continually working and moving towards it, but I'm focusing on the thing in front of me because if, if I don't get that done, I can't just, I won't get to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I'll never actually get there. But my, the idea of maintaining momentum, I guess that's the lesson that we're, the, the heart of the lesson is to maintain momentum, just to keep moving forward. 
um, you know, a lot of people are struggling to get to stay fit in this these sorts of this sort of climate. You know, um, just because we can't go to the gym doesn't mean we can't stop. That doesn't mean we have to stop moving. Um, you know, the, applying that idea to that analogy is we just go for a walk in the morning, but go for a walk every morning. <laughs> you know, not just one morning a week. Um, go walk, go for a walk in the afternoon. That's two walks a day. Um, calculate those walks. Um, tally up the kilometers that you're walking. Improve the following week. That's the idea of tackling that proximate objective and then creating momentum. Yeah, so so that momentum with that action, that behavior, that momentum really starts to shift our energy almost from that first point, doesn't it? Yeah, you've achieved something. You know, yeah. you've achieved something. You small wins. Uh, uh, the heart of innovation, small, small improvements are what we should be looking for. And coming out of this, um, what do you will call it, if we're all in the hero's journey at the moment, we're in the darkness, you know, coming out of this, we should be focusing on creating momentum by linking up a lot of small wins, not looking for huge transformations um, because it's, it's not going to happen. I don't believe it's going to happen in our businesses, in our lives, um, in our networks. We should be looking for small incremental adjustments, small incremental wins that we can build on. Yeah, it's such a cool thing over the last probably few decades when we've um, worked with lots of organisations on that uh, organisational change and transformation piece, it's always been the incremental sustainable strategies that have uh, created a legacy for businesses as well as teams and individuals. It's kind of like those one percenters, aren't they? Those consistent incremental steps that add up to an aggregate over a period and they kind of really add up and then they have a life force of their own. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's how you implement innovation at scale. Yeah, that's how you um, transform organisations. You don't do it by doing one big thing a year. You do it by doing lots of little things every single day. Consistently. Consistently, yeah, and measuring the impact and learning and adjusting. And we can apply that to our small businesses. We can apply that to our lives, uh, to our fitness, to the fitness of our businesses. You can apply that simple idea. Um, just small incremental adjustments consistently applied and listening to the feedback we get, again, consistently and in, with intent is what we should be focused on even right now and well into the future. So how do I, I guess as an extension to that, my question is for each of us, how, do, how are we going to teach people to move incrementally when it's the last thing they want to do? All they want to do is lock up, close down, um, run down a rabbit hole, you know, lock the blinds, stay in bed. Yeah. Because I guess the work really is anyone can move when it's easy. Anyone can move when they're inspired. Anyone can move when there's a clear guideline. But that's not the work, is it? That, that's, that's really not conditioning at all. The conditioning is how do we move when we don't want to move? Yeah, that's right. Hey, look, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with just saying, you know, the shit's hit the fan, I'm staying in bed and... Yeah. Um, the, I'm staying under the doona for the morning or the day. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I mean, geez, just even the sound of it sounds good right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, I, don't, I, I don't think, I, there's, I think there's a time. Yeah, yeah I think there's a time, but, but, but there is, is there a time when that doesn't serve you? Oh, of course. You know, you can't wallow in it. That's the thing. Yeah. You can't yeah. sit in it. 
all the time. But, you know, I think it's okay to just say, I've had a shit day. I'm having a shit week and the last three yeah. months have been shit yeah. as well. But yeah. that's okay. And to call a friend and to reach yeah. out and say, you know, this is where I'm at. I think that's okay. Yeah. But we can't wallow in it. We have to yeah. think, we have to talk about, you know, we have to write a list of the things that we can accomplish right now, like in that yeah. state. Um, and you can still, you can always do something. You can always improve on something. You can always fix one thing. And that's what we need to move to. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a great focus. I mean, I, I love this concept called um, fear, resilience and scarcity so much because the more we come to terms with how we shift through those states, when's the last thing that we might choose to do is where we start to build a real muscle. Now, if we, if we can build strategic muscle within an COVID ISO situation, what do you think is going to happen on the other end? Yeah. You know, if we can start to use this as a time to, to go opposite to how we feel and, and to give ourselves the rest of the break when we need to. But, you know, only we, we, we know whether it serves us, whether it's getting in our way. Only we know when we've gone into wallow or, we've, or we actually need, truly need rest. You know, it's, it's something that only each of us can actually answer. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, what's that saying? Um, you know, those who train through winter have a better summer or something like that. You know, training through the darkness, training in the cold, training when training is uncomfortable, that's when the work is done. That's, that's, that's the work. That's life work. That is life work. That's a good life. Us. When we turn up on the days that we don't feel like turning up, that's when we improve. That's when we grow. I really like that. <laughs> um, I really That's a like that. There are days when I wake up and I think, oh, it's too cold. I can't be bothered. Or, you know, on days when I just can't face work, I know that if we all turn up on those days and just make one small change um, and then we apply that every single day, that's the, that's the good work to be done. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty um, – and just for context, Jim, you're not – you're not saying that you need to do a U-turn every day. What you're saying is that I'm just going to turn up. You're not saying that I've got to completely solve all the world's problems right now. You're you're actually being you're actually being quite incremental and quite reasonable about it. But you just you're still going to show up. Yeah, oh, completely. You know, I've you know let's apply you know apply that thinking to you know let's say a lot of startups out there who you know or startup founders out there who are really I guess struggling to move in this environment a lot of them would just give up and go to business as usual some of them might have full-time jobs and might lose focus on that thing they're trying to start up or others might be just sort of wallowing you know might, might have been spat out of the airline aviation industry or the hospitality industry and kind of have half started something um, and really losing traction and hope because um, you know they're just drowning in this sort of environment you know, drowning in the numbers, drowning in sort of binge watching the news and, you know, feeling shit at the end of every day. But the one thing, you know, people like that and people who are close to us are like that as well in those situations can do is one simple improvement, just one little thing that will just give them momentum, just give them um, motivation uh, is just, even if it is just, Walking around the block and taking stock and taking a breath, um, it will cre- it creates momentum and it's important. It's it's uh, cultivating those muscles take a lifetime. I'm not actually sure we ever get there. 
Uh, it's just a, it's a sort of evolving journey. But I'm so fascinated with this topic of moving when you when it's the last thing you feel like doing. Yeah. yeah, getting up when it's when all you want to do is hide. So it was a beautiful story I read the other day in a book, and it was it was this sort of Zen master talking to uh, his student around meditation, and the Zen master um, basically approaches the student and says, "Hey, how's the meditation going?" And the student says, "Yeah, look, it's going okay. I'm really trying hard." And the Zen master repeats the same question, says, "Oh, how's the meditation really going?" The student breaks down in tears and <laughs> says, "It's terrible." Yeah. yeah, I got no idea what I'm doing. I, I, I just, I, I can't even get the practice going, and I don't think I'm ever going to get there. And so the Zen master pauses and basically says to the student, "I'll tell you what meditation is like, and I'll kind of tell you what life's like. Huh. It's like uh, when you're standing at the shore, uh, you get smashed by this big wave, and you go to the bottom of the ocean." And you've got sand coming up your nose, you've got water coming down your throat, and you're choking, you're spluttering. And the last thing you want to do is stand up and, and, and face the next wave. Yeah. But you face the next wave, you get smashed again, and you get keep pushing, you, get, you keep getting pushed out of the bottom of the ocean. And for a while, all you want to do is hide at the bottom of the ocean. You don't want to face any more waves. Yeah. But somehow you stand up, and every time you stand up, Jim, eventually those waves get smaller and smaller. Yeah. And after about 20 or 30 sets, you feel like, well, the waves are still big, but they're not really affecting me anymore. And that's and that's that sort of momentum. That's how we keep opening up and the last thing we want to do. And the more we do that, eventually those waves just get smaller and smaller. And every time we get a crisis, we're getting challenged. It's it's you know what? It doesn't have us like it used to. Yeah, they get familiar. They get familiar. We go okay. Here we go. All right. Here we go. That's what it is. It gets familiar. I know that um, you know. I've experienced things like that throughout my. Um, you know, I, through my business over the years and I've owned my business for now, what is it now, 15, 14, 15 years. And there are things that, you know, used to phase me, really rattle me in year one, two, three, four, five, really used to rattle me that are now just sort of I brush off, you know. Yeah. Um, and not through anything other than just familiarity that I've experienced them so much that I think that your skin gets harder <laughs> um, yeah, and you become resilient. Um, and I think we just subconsciously you've practiced. You've practiced dealing with them and I'm not sure I can give any live examples without breaking confidence, but you've, you've dealt with them incrementally over the years in different ways and you've continually learnt uh, learn from them each time you've dealt with them, and it does. It, you, they just become familiar, and you those issues you tend to, you just brush off. Yeah, and I've I've got a I've got a firm belief that we actually choose that. I don't think that yeah. it happens by accident. We can choose to 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 cultivate bustle when we're getting really pushed hard, or we can choose to make the grooves deeper and stay get deeper into the treadmill. Yeah, yeah, that's right. and so so there's sort of those two choices. And man, I can tell you right now, Jim, I've often chosen. Uh, the, the deeper groups um, where I haven't really given myself that space and that awareness to say, hey, man, this doesn't serve me being this way. So if I'm going to go through this experience, I might as well use it as a learning opportunity. Yeah, I oh, agreed. Completely agreed. Absolutely. And you see, I've seen, I see people who, I know a few people who are immensely brave in facing new things and, and they see times of upheaval, times of disruption, times of crisis they're really, um, really excited about it. Like they find just real en enthusiasm 
out of energy, times yeah, like yeah. and energy, yeah. And, and you'll think, yeah, I'm really quite inspired by that because that for me is, you know, that for me is the art of being resilient and and continually having your eyes on the horizon and knowing that you, it's just one step at a time, one step at a time. You know, I know also know people who run into those things blindly, which I think is not the right thing. But what I am referring to are people who, you know, they see disruption and they see crisis as an opportunity, but they still treat it methodically. They still tread carefully. They still take one up one step at a time, one proximate objective at a time strategically. Um, and I find that really inspiring. Yeah. I love it, Jim. It's such a, well, if we're going to do, if we're going to learn this stuff, we might as well learn it now. Eh? Yeah. If we're going to do it. We might as well use it. We've, we've got a lens. We've got a it's fertile ground. We're getting challenged harder than most of us have ever been challenged. So mm. we might as well go there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm often asked about, I'm often asked for, um, advice around building a career and, you know, starting a, a venture up or running a business or running a, um, a creative or strategic design business. I'm often asked about that. And recently I collected a whole bunch of articles around purposeful career into a free PDF, which is on the website. And I, for the last few weeks I've been thinking about, right, you know, I've got to give I've got to structure this in a way that helps someone develop a purposeful career. So I've got to, I kept thinking to myself, I've got to write a few sort of tasks for them to do or things they need to do. And I ended up, you know, putting some things together, but in the end, the most important thing was the one thing they did when they stopped reading was the first thing they would do as soon as they would put that PDF down and stop reading rather than doing all this other stuff. The most important thing that I landed on was, What's the first thing you're going to do when you when you stop reading this? Not the thing you're going to do tomorrow, not the thing you're going to plan and strategize to do in a month or the ideas that you're going to stick up on the wall that are on post-it notes that are slowly going to unstick and fall to the ground yes. because you haven't done anything with them. But the first thing you do as soon as you put it down, um, that for me became the most important aspect of um, the journey towards um, a purposeful career, but also a journey toward through change. Yeah, look, I love it, Jim. And you know, uh, uh, I've we've we've all been guilty of those romantic dinner table conversations where we try and solve the the problems of the world. And we get inspired, and that's all great. We should be inspired, but it's it's. I think it's how we how we bring this stuff to life yeah. that really is the only thing that ultimately matters. Exactly, and getting it done. You know. I've, is it, <laughs> And what I mean by getting it done is killing it if it's not going to get done. That's getting yes. it done, right? Yes. I've got I've got shitloads of ideas. I'm the best at coming up with lots of ideas that have gone nowhere. And though, but I'm ready to kill them and I can kill them publicly and let people know that that thing that I spoke about a year ago, it's not going to happen because I've reprioritized things. That's okay. That's still momentum. That's still yeah. So you're still closing it out. You're still closing it out. It's where it ended, where it had to end. You know. Yeah. Um, but right. I, where if it doesn't, if you don't do anything with them, and all you do is sort of continually look at the horizon and not move towards it, uh, you know, that's that's not that's a fool's game. Yeah. No, it's a, it's an amazing reminder, mate. And uh, yeah, I think this, these are conversations that 
uh, are, are so incredibly important for people around us. It's great for you and I to talk about the training we've done, but um, there's so many other people that are, are really stuck uh, in the mire. And I think these are critical conversations that we're going to open up with people. Yeah, absolutely. How about what, um, what have you got planned over the short term? What have you got on your plate at the moment? Uh, we've got a really exciting uh, project that we're kicking off with uh, 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 an organisation over a few continents around growth and development. So I'm really excited about sticking my teeth into that and really ties into a lot of the um, agility that you and I are discussing at this point around uh, resilience, momentum, strategic thinking, storytelling, and, and really against the fertile background of what we're experiencing right now. And what I'm loving about this work is that everyone's really open and just really hungry to learn and to do this work. And that's, that's really inspiring me. What's inspiring me is people's receptiveness to want to come along on a journey yeah. against the backdrop of just absolute craziness. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's been one of, it's been an incredibly rewarding week to be, able to, to be able to share these insights with others. Mm. And it's been, I've been feeling really gracious about the feedback and just the work people are willing to do on their own, excuse me, growth and development journey against this, against this sort of COVID ISO um, environment. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah. What about you, Jim? What's 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 getting you excited? Um, oh, we're knee deep in um, a heap of research that we're doing for a client. Um, I think we conducted over the last week. We've conducted uh, almost twenty interviews and facilitated. Uh, more than a handful of uh, discussion groups and workshops. So um, that's keeping us quite busy to help inform uh, strategies for a financial institution here in Australia. So we're doing, that's kind of a big piece of work that's happening. There's also, um, I'm mapping out a roadmap for government agency that we're working with. Um, so that's been top of mind for me. It's, uh, there's a few things as this week closes out that I had on my list on Monday that I didn't tick off and that really annoys me so, <laughs> to arrive on a Friday afternoon. Um, so, yeah, that really just annoys me to be honest. Um, but, yeah, that, there's stuff there that keeps it's keeping us busy as a business. You know, I'm, I think you and I are going to start doing some work on the next members session next week so the next one is in the first week of august so we've got three That's weeks right. you and i'll start planning that soon and yeah so we've got a few things you know going and also we'll do some coaching i think we'll you and i'll launch some coaching soon through March 1st. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I mean, that's a really cool opportunity for us to kind of do, do more of this kind of stuff, really dive in and get some people get some real focus and clarity yeah. on, on their proximate objective, on their next step, what those what are those tools that they want to really cultivate and bring to life. Yeah, I think it makes sense. You know, I think uh, uh, you've been doing the venture mentoring service at RMIT here in Melbourne for a while and I chaired mentor engagements over the last 18 months as well. And I think it's a nice progression from that. I think I really enjoyed mentoring a founder in the health tech space over the last year and a half and, you know, all the stresses and tribulations and roller coasters that he went on was really enlightening for me. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a nice sort of flow on from that work. Yeah, and, I, you know, Jim, I, 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 I sometimes forget about just how cool it is to help someone um, on that impact space. It's just to actually help someone along that journey is such a rewarding experience. And I think we're quite lucky that we get to do that kind of stuff. And yeah, and, um, yeah I know it always, it always brings me to life. So yeah, um, I'm is. really excited. Yeah, yeah same. Cool. 
Same here. Well, that's awesome. a good way to finish. Um, good discussion again. Yeah, thanks, Jude, and thanks for opening it up. And I'm, I'm actually excited about how we're going to get to explore this further. So this is this is a fantastic opportunity for us to to bring this work out to the world. So I'm, I'm yeah, getting really, same. really excited about that. Yeah, same here. I'm looking forward to the next uh, member session in August to close out the topic of fear. I think the first session around fear was I was really moved, to be honest. So I'm now looking forward to stepping into or stepping out of fear in, in session two. So that's something that I think is worth looking forward to. Yeah, no, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, Thank cool. Awesome, man. Yeah, good night. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Fearless is produced by Jim Antonopoulos and Damien Carolla. Your questions, your insights and your ideas will help us feed future episodes. Get in touch through all the usual channels. <laughs>